Hey guys, welcome. We're your hosts, Amy Keeble and Haley Young. Our heart is to encourage you, add joy to your life, and be a small reminder that you're not in this crazy motherhood journey alone. We have each other, and most importantly, we have God every moment, every day. This is our village. Hey, Amy, how are you? I am pretty good, Haley. How are you? I am good. I've got Will with me again. You may hear him breathing or drinking. We will see. <laughs> we'll see what he feels like. We have been talking yeah. on Zoom or Facebook Messenger for literally an hour. And he's been lying so peacefully next to Haley, and we were just chatting and catching up. And he literally didn't make a noise. And the moment we clicked record and we're about to start talking, <laughs> he cried. So that is on yeah. us 100%. The poor little man is like, I've given you time, Mum. And you mm-hmm. didn't take it. <laughs> and maybe he just really likes to be a part of it. Maybe he does. Maybe he's like, this we're is my doing podcast that. too. <laughs> Where's my introduction? Yeah. <laughs> it's motherhood. Yeah. We get it. So we've just finished two weeks of lockdown in Melbourne. I don't know if we knew that in our last podcast, but it's been somewhat manageable. We didn't, and you know why? Because you were over at my house recording for our last podcast. Oh, that's right. We had no idea. Yes. So yeah, two yeah, whole two weeks because Melbourne had an outbreak, Um, but it seems to be a bit more under control. Restrictions have eased, and Mm -hmm. um, I'm feeling for. Yeah, everywhere else, like, going in and out of lockdown. It was a bit tough going back into it, knowing what it was like yeah. or what it had been like. Yeah, it was a fascinating one, I think, because it was relatively short but a little bit triggering. And I don't think many people, when it was, like, announced it was going to be a week long, I don't think anyone really believed that it was going to be a week yes. long. Yes, and, and it wasn't. They exactly. got extended. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> for good reason they didn't believe it. But, yeah, it's... um. We're coming, hopefully coming out the other side of that now. So mm. let's see what this week brings, but at least some easing in the restrictions. Yes. And I'm looking forward to being back to, at church. Like mm. it's been amazing. Kind of got used to doing online yep. church and then I've loved being back so much the last yep. few months. And then it's like, oh, it's actually heaps harder to concentrate at, at home. home. Uh-huh. With a newborn baby and a toddler. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) This week I had like a worship flashback. I don't know if you've ever had one of these, but I was like, Israel Houghton. I used to love listening to him and looked up Israel and Newbreed. Did you ever listen to – I thought that was his band name, but maybe they are a band and then he joined them. them. I don't know. But – I had the nicest time washing dishes a few nights ago to Israel and Newbreed. And it just amazed me how I remembered so many of the words. I'm like, I haven't listened to some of these songs, like Jesus Be the Centre. Yes. Uh, I don't even know if that's the actual title of the song. And there were some, like, older songs than that because I don't feel like that one's that old. Mm. But it's like they just all come back to Mm. you and it was just such a nice... God time over the dishes mm. that I didn't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Will, you are chewing your hand very noisily. You Thank are. you, hungry little Will. I was telling Amy that we had five days in a row where I put him down at 7.30 and he stayed asleep until I gave him a dream feed or like slept mm. really well all evening. And I was like, yes, and we've um, scheduled some recordings with people now <laughs> on weeknights and then the last week and a half we haven't had that happen again I'm like hmm, okay Will might be joining us noisily for quite a few podcasts to come but um, hopefully loudly but cutely yeah hopefully absolutely not too much crying <laughs> yeah we have a really interesting chat to share with you guys this week that both of us found super encouraging and very practical in many ways. We're going to be talking to the beautiful Sandy Adjaman. Sandy and her husband, Eric, do some pretty incredible work with young people and mm. they both have very incredible stories. So it was a genuine honor to hear from her and just learn from her and just see what God's been doing through their lives. So we're really excited to bring this episode to you. We hope it's an encouragement. We hope that you can feel equipped and just freed up to walk into your parenting in the way that God designs for you. So she's got some beautiful, Mm. beautiful insights, beautiful advice, and we're just so grateful that she wanted to come and share with us. So we hope you enjoy. Today we have a guest 
that I met many years ago at Bible College, at Harvest Bible College. Sandy was not Sandy Ageman then, but no. she married one of our classmates that she <laughs> started dating afterwards. She might tell us a little bit about that um, as the time comes. Um, but her and her husband, Eric, have um, done some great work over the last number of years with teenagers and are running a program now called The Royal Hood, mm-hmm. which she's going to tell us all about. They have two gorgeous little boys and we I won't give you too much more detail because I think she's going to share it with us. <laughs> but thank you for being with us today, Sandy. Awesome. Thank you, girls. I'm so excited. Um, I was just thinking about um, how we met in Bible College, Haley, and the one thing that stood out to me and I'm pretty sure this was you, was um, in our preaching skills class where we all had to do a three-minute talk on something. And the only thing I could remember from that whole class was you saying that it's not a sin to use the bin. (laughs) (laughs) That was a classic Hayley thing, to be honest. And I love that she did that. I love it so much. We had to just choose a random, very random topic, and that was one I was um, and am slightly passionate about. (laughs) I really, really liked your passion. It it clearly stood with me (laughs) till this day. Um, Anywhere I go, whether it's at home or out in public, if I drop something, I have to go back and pick it up. So thank you, Hayley. You've made my environment a lot cleaner. (laughs) And for everyone else hearing this, just remember, it's not a sin sin. to use the bin. I love that so much. That's so funny. Um, What a good... uh, what a good and powerful speech you must yeah. have given. It yes. was. It truly was. Well, thank you so much for joining us, no, Sandy. We're you. really, really excited to hear from you today. Thank you. Do you mind just starting by sharing a little bit about yourself and your family and your background? Absolutely. Um, so I was born in Iraq. Um, my parents were both born there as well. And we, it's a bit of a funny situation um my dad was actually serving on Saddam's army at the time he was one of the generals oh my word yes so wow. um he decided after a few years after I was born and my mum was pregnant with my brother so I'm the oldest of six kids um wow. that it just wasn't the lifestyle that they wanted um so mm-hmm. you couldn't really leave the army back then so it was either run away or stick to it. So they actually fled from Iraq to Turkey on foot while my mum was pregnant. Wow. Um, which was pretty crazy. How old were you all? So I was I oh, probably two years old. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So they went to Turkey from there mm-hmm. um, and stayed there for a few years, um, stayed with a random family that showed kindness to them because they, they didn't know anyone um, wow. yeah. So, and then finally finding, um, refuge coming to Australia. So they just applied to any country, um, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we came down to Australia and then that's when mum had the rest of the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, crazy journey. So I won't get, it's, it's a really long story, but the stuff that mm. they've seen, the stuff that they've been through, um, yeah, just incredible. And to be in a country like this, we are so blessed. Wow. Um, so that's their story. Um, so when Gosh. I arrived here, um, started primary school, all of that, and then decided I had a real heart I, because they became born-again Christians in Australia, there was a real change that I saw in my mum that I loved um, mm. that, yeah, just stumped anything culturally um because there's a lot of stuff in culture that sometimes just isn't that cool (laughs) um and just seeing that change really made me think about God and just how amazing he was just seeing what her life was like um so that's when I started attending a Christian uh church that was across the road from their Arabic Christian church which was really cool thank god it was there otherwise I would have been stuck in an Arabic church I I didn't understand Arabic at the time I speak Assyrian Mm. um and Chaldean so still very different but yeah and that's where my journey began and had a heart to go to Bible college straight after school didn't have any passion for any career there was nothing I tried my hardest to think of something there was nothing that really stood out to me. I really wanted to make a difference, really Mm. wanted to help people. So Bible college was the only thing I knew at the time. There was nothing else that I knew. So 
I went there and that's where I met Eric. Wow. And we, eight years later, we're married, we have two kids um, and doing life together, doing ministry together, doing business together and absolutely love it. So, yeah. That's incredible. Just a little bit about that. So good. And can you share a little bit about Eric's family journey to Australia yeah, as well? absolutely. So he came from, he was born in Ghana. Um, came to Australia for a few, no, went to New Zealand straight from there, I think, and then came to Australia, I think when mm. he was six years old. Um, mm. And then throughout primary school, he actually got bullied a lot for the colour of his skin mm. and that led him to being very rebellious. Um, and in high school, he ended up having four suspensions, oh, wow. joined a local gang and just wasn't heading down the right path. Um, and his dad started to see what was happening and he pulled him up one day and he goes, if you keep doing this, you're going to end up in jail or like mm -hmm. stabbed on the streets. Um, so what he decided to do was to send Eric back to Africa for a three week holiday, apparently three <laughs> weeks, which actually ended up being seven years of his life um, where he stayed there. But wow. like at the time when he had left and realized what was going on, um, he really struggled accepting that he had like suicidal thoughts. He went through so much depression, but it was there that his life completely turned around and had a real God moment. Mm. So he ended up, yeah, connecting with some local pastors over there, going on a prayer camp, um, just coming back completely changed seven years mm. later and a wow. heart to help teenagers because of what he had been mm. through. So, yeah. So what we wow. do now is definitely connected back to our past. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm sure you've already just given us an intro to that. Yeah. But can you tell us more <laughs> about the Royal Hood and um, how it started and what it is? What do you actually do? Yeah, so where it started was Eric was doing um, eight years worth of workshops in schools speaking to primary and secondary, which was really cool. Mm. And I joined him a little bit later on in that journey, maybe the last couple of years. And just being there and being with the kids and seeing them smile and encourage them with little things was amazing. But we felt like there was something more that we could do. Um, we really wanted to build a relationship with them rather than come in, see us once and then we leave and then mm. they never see mm -hmm. us again. So what we decided was, and what we realized even on our own journeys, when we do a course or something that goes for a little bit longer than one day, it's almost like things have a stronger foundation. Um, they settle yeah. in a lot more and there's a lot more transformation that can happen because of that. So mm -hmm. we decided to take it a step further and do a mentoring program, almost like a rite of passage. And we started off with teenage boys. So Eric started doing that. It's a six-week course. Well, now it's eight weeks. Back then it was a six-week course where, mm -hmm. yeah, he would have a lot of one-on-ones with them and connect with them on a personal level. Um, then they would have a lesson on the topic that they were going through at the time. And then there was a combined Zoom meeting with all the boys so they got to meet each other and all that sort of stuff. So mm. it ended up being amazing. We saw so many parents come up and say this has really changed him boys that didn't have a relationship with God now passionate about it um siblings yeah. that had never spoken to each other nicely are now hugging and telling each other they love wow. each other and just seeing long-term change was it just it was amazing and we thought yeah this is what we want to do mm -hmm. and so we're actually hoping to take that model into schools as well mm -hmm. wow. and do it yeah while they're in school so they can do that together as a group yeah, yeah and have a greater chance of transformation for them and um so we've actually launched our mentoring program for preteens as well so a younger age group Fantastic. for boys and girls so yeah. we're actually running that at the moment we're in week four which is going That's really so well cool. yeah which is exciting so, and you're obviously more involved in the program with boys and girls? Yeah, so Eric does all the boys and mm -hmm. I'm currently leading the girls with a lovely lady um, called Dr. Monica who does, she does different courses for mums as well, Christian mums. Mm -hmm. So she's joined us to help us with our preteen girls because I'm working on something in the background for teenage yeah. girls. <laughs> Fantastic. 
That is so cool. Yeah. So it's been, I've slowly come back into it because I still have an eight month old baby um, mm-hmm. and sleeping two hours a night, <laughs> three hours a night. Yeah. So <laughs> just easing my way fun, back fun. into things. Yeah. But um, we're just, we're so passionate about what we do because of what we've been through. Um, mm. Like what Eric, what I mentioned about Eric and what he went through with racial bullying, um, suicidal thoughts, being involved in a gang. And then with my lifestyle, um, growing up, being constantly compared to people around me, no matter what I did, it was never enough. Mm. And racial bullying for being part of an Arab nation and just a whole mm. bunch of stuff. So, yeah, when you go through all of that, you really don't want to see your kids go through the same thing. No. So that's where the passion comes in from and that's where, yeah, I mm. guess it, that's what drives us. Yeah. How incredible to see both of your stories unfold and then come to something so beautiful. I just love that you're bringing this rich experience as painful mm, as it was yeah. and you're helping them on a level that potentially many other people really can't. So I just think that's mm. so encouraging and beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, it's just a, it, the whole thing is really just our experience because there's nothing else we can really teach is just what we've been through and how the word of mm. God has helped us come mm. out of that. Yeah. Mm. I love that. Mm. It's amazing how anytime you find yourself in a valley, you end up on your knees before God and then starts the journey all over again with you. And I love that. Mm, and something, absolutely. yeah, something that I've learned growing up, the weaker I am, the stronger he is. And the more mm-hmm. attention I can actually get from him because there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot to work on. Um, but I love that. <laughs> so it, ta- yeah. it takes that pressure off. Um, but yeah, everything we went through, we had incredible mentors and um, leaders around us. And I think that was really, really important because you definitely cannot do it on your own. Mm, yeah. And that was something that I learned by having, even through our marriage, we had, um, Christian couples that were older than us that we always went back to. So mm. not only was it good to always come back to God and be in that presence, but to also have wise counsel. Mm-hmm. But yeah, even now, even if we are faced with stuff that we don't know about what teenagers are going through, go straight back to the word of God go to people mm-hmm. who have been through it themselves to try and do our best to help parents. Mm. Yeah. I love that. So good. Amy and I had every intention to do a recording with just us two <laughs> before we recorded with you. And um, we got sidetracked talking about the things that kids and teenagers are dealing with yeah. <laughs> these days. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the next question is exactly about that. I was like, oh, gosh, <laughs> we spent mm-hmm. so long talking about this and our kids are Did not under even, four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I think the closer parents get to those teen years, um, it must be quite scary Mm. and for some full of anxiety. Mm. And the fact that you're doing a preteen program um, sounds perfect Mm -hmm. because of that. Um, And what we were going to ask you is like, what things are you seeing teenagers facing and how do you encourage parents to tackle these issues um, where their their kids are little and they're preparing them for the issues to come mm. or whether they're actually teenagers in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so it really doesn't matter how old your child is. The earlier you start, the better. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem I've seen is a lot of um, identity challenges. Yeah, um, we were talking about yeah. this. Yeah, exactly what so yeah. That, that's huge as well as um, there is a lot of anxiety and depression, so a lot of mental health um, challenges mm. as well. But what we've realized is they're, they're in a world where they're constantly bombarded with stuff. And in a world where it's just, it always changes. One moment, this is yeah. good. The next moment, it's not so good. This is right, then it's wrong. And it's just, it can be so confusing. And I thought, I was thinking about back to when I was a teenager, I didn't have all of this. All I had mm. was school and my parents and church. So there really wasn't yeah. much else. But when you're, when the kids are on social media nowadays, they're being fed information from people from all walks of life um, who mm-hmm. have, who are broken in different areas and who are mm-hmm. of all ages. Mm-hmm. So it can be really hard to try and translate how that applies to them. But something that I strongly, strongly believe is 
all of it comes back to their spiritual health. Mm -hmm. If that's grounded and that's strong, it will take care of your mental health. Mm -hmm. It will take care of your identity because if we keep coming back to the truth, no matter what's thrown at you, you've got something to go back to that can, I guess, filter through all the noise and Mm. really tell you what it is. And it's just, it's such a huge thing that even for parents, something that I would encourage parents to do that I'm doing now with my babies and when he's three years old, but it's never too early to start. Um, Mm -hmm. And the other one's eight months, so he really can't get started. But just doing... <laughs> so that is too early. <laughs> too early. That one's too early. Um, but doing daily affirmations with him. Mm. It's it can be every morning or every night where I sit down with him or Eric sits down with him. Um, sometimes we do it separately, so we've laid it on twice. But to have him say, you know, I have the mind of Christ. I have a sound mind. I am anointed. I am blessed. I am born into a royal priesthood. Like. I have mm. access to the confidence that God's already given me. I'm, I have access to his wisdom. I Just all of these sorts of things to start layering mm. it in, even now, even though he may not understand half of it, mm. but to get him repeating that. And something that really stood out that I realized he's actually starting to take it in was there was one night his nightlight had died and he was afraid of the dark. And then Mm -hmm. he came to me, like, just creeping into my room. And I took him back and I said, like, I I put new batteries in and I asked him just before I left, are you okay? And he goes, yeah, Jesus makes me brave. And so even though he was scared, I knew that in the back Mm -hmm. of his head he was thinking, God makes me brave, God makes me brave, Mm because one of the affirmations is Jesus makes me brave. Mm -hmm. And so I love that. And just with preteens and even teenagers, I think the biggest thing for them is the example their parents live now. Yes. If parents are speaking positively over themselves, their kids will start to speak positively over themselves. If mm. parents are seen praying in a situation where something seems difficult, when they're faced with something, that might be their first response. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing how sometimes we underestimate our own life yeah. and we try and teach them through words and what we think is right where the main, their main lessons and their standard and their foundation is coming from our actions. Yes. And so when Eric and I have fights or where when something and I know that Kingston's watching, um, mm-hmm. we make sure we try and resolve it in front of him as well, rather than mm. let's go and take it into the bedroom. Yeah. And our fights are not yelling or anything; it's disagreement. And but he can mm-hmm. sense the tone, regardless. Yes, and it's real life. It's yeah, like absolutely. unavoidable. For absolutely. All yeah, and so. I think even when I spend time with God, I try and sometimes do it in front of him so he can see. Mm. If I put on something on the TV, um, just little things like let's start the day off with a worship song, you know, mm. and he gets to take a look at that and go, okay, because he has seen me. There were times when he has seen me on my phone a lot and it got to a point where he came up to me and took my phone and said, Mummy, enough. Wow. And put it aside. And I was like, wow. Uh Uh-oh, like he doesn't know that like we we run a business and I'm working and doing other stuff. All he sees is this is important to me. This is my priority Mm -hmm. right now. Um, Yeah, so if I I can put little things in place now where my spiritual health is a priority in my life, Mm. I really do believe it sets the standard for them. Yeah. Yeah. And even the affirmations, the fact that um, you're saying them for then him to repeat. Yes. Like that's powerful for you to be telling Mm -hmm. yourself those things as a mum, as a woman, as Mm -hmm. a Christian um, every day. Absolutely. Yeah. Both is so powerful. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I make sure he says I am because sometimes he can try and get away with just saying brave, anointed. (laughs) And so I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) We have to say I am because this needs to be applied to ourselves. And it Mm -hmm. needs to be spoken out loud, especially when we're in such a noisy world. Sometimes we can think, oh, we'll just just pray in our heads. We'll just read the Bible quickly, but it's all in our minds. um, And it can just get lost in everything else. So Mm -hmm. 
I really do believe the physical act of speaking something out loud changes things supernaturally um, and even in our natural world. So, mm, yep. yeah. Something that was powerful for me as a teenager, and I must have heard someone talk about it. Mm. My parents have always been very positive, but they didn't tell me to do this, but I put affirmations on my mirror um, as a teenager because I knew that I would look at it when I was getting ready for school. I'd look at it probably after, like it was inside my wardrobe, so I'd have to open it to choose whatever clothes I was getting on. Um, And there were things like I am beautiful, which um, like not many people tell themselves that daily. And, um, I remember so clearly them being things that made me feel uncomfortable looking at to then mm. there being just this change of, no, I feel comfortable. Like, yes, that's mm. who I am. Yeah. Um, and it was so powerful and it was, I didn't make myself say them out loud, but um, even if you're a parent listening and you think I just need to stick some things up in my yeah. child's room, like yeah. on their mirror, on in the bathroom, um, the yeah, don't underestimate the power Absolutely. that those words could hold because you can get used to just seeing them there, Yeah, but they can also, mm. um, yeah, work in amazing ways, yeah. especially praying over them as well. Yeah. yeah. Part of the program um, that we run for teens, we give them a welcome pack, <clears throat> excuse me, um, that has a T-shirt, a hat, a workbook and everything in it, but has a affirmations poster wrapped oh, up. Awesome. So it's got all of them there. and one of the requirements is that they speak it out every single day. Um, That's so cool. And then tick the box and send us a little screenshot to let us know that it's done because yeah, there is only so much we can do and encourage them, but that mm-hmm. act is something you declare over yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So absolutely, I agree. Very, very good. Yeah. yeah. Love that. If you think about the the words that are spoken over them from social media, mm-hmm. um, or even internally spoken, oh, from family, from friends, family, everyone. Friends. There's yeah. so much, I guess you could say, negative. Mm. They're not all like blatantly negative, but so, like they will feed into some negative. It's not constructive. Not constructive at all. Mm. So yeah. I think what you're saying is just so valuable because we're not just. It's not just out of the blue putting these affirmations over your life. You're actually combating. That's right. The opposite of whatever the opposite of affirmations is. Yeah. You're combating that because it's like you said, it's a noisy world and yeah. there's a lot and they're navigating things that, that I don't even know how to navigate as an mm. adult. And that's, that's huge. Yeah. So I love that so much. Yeah. Well, the Bible says that our, our tongue is as sharp as, as a two edged mm-hmm. sword. And yeah. I think just as much as you can speak life, you can speak destruction. Um, yes. Yeah over yourselves and it's scary that if we're not speaking anything positive then we're all we're doing is taking in the negative and when you're Mm -hmm. faced with something what do you have to actually lean on what have you been filled with and when Mm. you're filled with all of that stuff you've really got nothing else to yeah fight against it so definitely um yeah speaking it out and it's it, it doesn't feel like it's doing much in the moment, but it really, mm-hmm. it it really, really does. It changes thought patterns, um, mm-hmm. and when you need it, it will come. And that's yeah, yeah. just like the night light, the yeah. night light <laughs> example. Yes, yep, it's perfect. <laughs> yes, yeah. Sometimes I th- and this is so true for me, so so true for me. And sometimes there's a really difficult balance between being prepared for what's coming mm. and not getting too anxious about what's oh, yes. coming. And for me yes. as a mum. I really, like even when we were talking before, I really do, if I let myself dwell, I get very scared about what my kids are going to face. Yeah. Um, so as a mum yourself, how do you balance this as you're raising your boys? How do you balance that anxiety and preparedness? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I love this question because it's been so real the last oh, year or so, I reckon. Um, mm. Just having... Kingston go into childcare where I'm not yep. there to physically yep. see what's going on and mm-hmm. just the stuff that's been happening on the news and um yeah it's really confronting it's really scary and it's okay to feel that um I yep. allow myself to feel that but I'd make sure that I don't dwell on it for too long um 
something that I read that was so, so encouraging and I can't remember the author that wrote it. And when I, I was trying to find it the other day because I need it for myself, but um, I do remember it saying that God has, God knew the time that your kids would be born into. Mm. He knew the challenges that would be around. He knew the giants that, that would be around. And he specifically designed them for this time. Um, mm. And it's an absolute honour to know that he's dedicated and just created you to be their parents for this time. Mm. Everything mm-hmm. that you have is what they need. And I just love that if we think back to the Bible, like Daniel didn't know he was going to face the lion's den. David didn't know he was going to face a Goliath during that time. That was, that was insane. How, like, it was just, how, how are we supposed to do this? It's never happened before. This is never, we've Mm. never seen this before. Um, Mm -hmm. But yet God gave him what he needed to handle the lions. He equipped him to deal with that at that time. David had what he needed to deal with Goliath. Esther had the strategy she needed to deal with Haman and so on. Mm -hmm. And I love the thought that God has already given them what they need to face their giants when they're living their life at that time, whatever time that that's in. And we as parents have the incredible opportunity to equip them with what they need. Like, and I think back to even with Kingston and sometimes I freak out because I think, oh, I don't know if he's getting bullied or I don't know if this is happening. Mm. What can I do? What has God equipped me with right now to help him? And so I just think, all right, well, I need to remind him of the authority that he has in God. I need to remind him of the wisdom he has access to, the peace he Mm. has access to, the joy he has access to, and that all of these things are actually available for him. And he doesn't have to go with nothing. He can be fully armed and fully prepared. And that's my role to help him find those things. And it's just, it's amazing to think of it like that and to think, okay, well, that's, Mm -hmm. that's my role. God's going to do the rest. He's going to protect them. He will drop those wisdom bombs when he needs to. He will give them the strategy to deal with whatever it is. He will give them the wisdom in how to speak or what to do in that situation or when to leave and all of that sort of stuff. And it takes the pressure off me. It makes me feel at ease to know that, okay, he's got all of that. He's got them ultimately because ultimately they're his kids. Mm -hmm. I'm just here to steward and to disciple and to do my best. But where I lack, he will feel. Mm. And so I don't need to worry about that. And it's been after reading this devotion by this person it's really put my heart at ease to own, to do the best that I can and that's all I can do. Yeah. yeah, and to know that every situation, they already have access to an answer. There is an answer there. There is a weapon there. I'll just help them navigate their way to try and find it and then God will mm-hmm. help them use it. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. It's, such a, yeah, it's such an important reminder because I think the other thing too that I think about is every single age that the world's gone through. Mm. People have looked forward and been like, oh, this is scary because this yeah, is different. Absolutely. And I, I think, you know, what we're facing now is a weird and unseen thing. Yeah. But I suppose in some ways people felt that way all through history. That's right, yeah. And while we have some serious threats or whatever you want to call it, like you said, God is not surprised by that. And yeah. it's not our responsibility to make it okay mm. for our kids, as hard as that is. Yes, yeah. Exactly what you said. It's our responsibility to to demonstrate what it looks like to mm. completely fall back on Christ and allow him to work through your life. Yeah. But really, yeah, he's crafted them. He's crafted them for this time. He's crafted this time. He's working in this time. And there is a reason behind it. And yeah. just the same as it was for our lives and whatever Absolutely. fears our parents had. Yeah, you know, for us growing up, and and their parents had for them growing up. It's mm. just, it's just sometimes harder to remember. That's yeah. That's oh, it it really is. It really is. And I love that one mum came up to me and said, "There is no better mum for Kingston than you." Mm. And I love that. And it's so true. There is no better mum for your child than you. There is no better yes. dad for your child than their father. Yeah. You have what they need. And I just think that God who created such a complicated world, like 
he's he wouldn't have done this by mistake he wouldn't have slipped up no. and <laughs> put kids with different yeah exactly so it's it's so beautifully designed and I just have to trust in that and mm-hmm, trust mm-hmm. that I'm I'm enough for him and God yep. will do the rest I love it mm. So good. Um, if someone wanted to find out more about your program or to get in touch with you guys, how could they do that? And is your program just available in person or online? Like if people are outside of Melbourne, Australia, is it accessible or potentially in the future? Yeah, so we've got um, theroyalhood.com, which has all the information on there. Mm-hmm. It's currently because of COVID and being in and out of COVID, mm-hmm. it is online. So we've got people from Queensland and Adelaide and I think we've got one person from WA who's all part of the program. Awesome. We do have a blessing graduation night, um, which mm-hmm. is like a, a celebration, a dinner, um, and we've had people fly down to come and enjoy that. So that's the only part that's really in person. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we're thinking of ways to work around that as well. But, yeah, everything's mm-hmm. online. Um or even just people can just directly message us on Instagram or Facebook. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing mm. um, all of that. And it's been an encouragement to us. Absolutely. So trusting it will be an encouragement to those that are listening today. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Yes. Thanks so much, Sandy. This has just no. been really a very encouraging and uplifting thank you. conversation and really praying that it's timely for whoever's listening mm. as well. No, thank you, girls. Thank you so much. It's, it's honestly our pleasure and we're so excited to hear what you guys are doing and so excited to follow, especially whatever it is that's in the works that you're oh, working on at the moment. Crossed, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's definitely it not easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm so impressed, honestly. Uh, Very impressed by people that bring things to life like that. No, yeah. thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute honour. Um, you guys mm-hmm. are amazing. Um, I've thank actually... You been listening to a lot of your podcasts recently it's been so encouraging hey yeah. there you go I didn't I didn't know because I'm not on social media that often mm. like I'll go on and post Eric even has to remind me can you just repost what I posted because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not I, I don't I don't like anything I'm not on there to you know see much yeah, so engage yeah mm-hmm. so when I heard about this I was like oh and so I think I spent half a day just going through everything because it was so, so good cool. yeah it was really really good um it's so needed and people are mums are on social media during their quiet times when they're breastfeeding yeah. and just to have something that's so encouraging yeah it's so needed it's definitely I'm needed so glad positive to voice yeah so well done thank you so at the end of our podcast we love to ask our guests the same four questions yep can we start by asking you looking back at your motherhood journey what yes. is advice you would give yourself Oh, that's a good one. I think the one thing I would remind myself is to not get carried away looking at other mums and the way they do things. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't create me for all things. (laughs) He created Mm, me for Sandy's things. And sometimes it's so easy to take a look at your neighbour, whether that's on social media or physically or whatever, um, and see, oh, she's an organic mum. That's amazing for their kids. Or (laughs) this mum makes her own Play-Doh and this mum spends all day with her kids and this mum, you know, is home 24 And it's just so easy to get carried away and think, Mm -hmm. am I doing enough? Um, Am I giving the best I can to my boys? Yeah, and just to remind myself to take it easy because I just have to do the best that I can with what I have. Mm. And whether that means... I do have them in childcare for a few days. That's okay. Um, God's got them yeah. wherever they are. And if it means that, you know, their snacks are a little bit, you know, we have a dessert every now and again, that's okay too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, just not to not to get caught up in comparing yourself and mm. it's because it's really easy to do without really realising you're doing it. Mm. So I just need to do what God's called me to do and to involve my kids in every step. And I love that. Mm. I make sure that if I do get a little bit too busy to remind myself to put it down and, you know, put my phone away, put my laptop away and spend some time with them. Um, But just, yeah, just to be at ease and take the pressure off yourself because 
every season demands something different. Um, COVID yeah. meant a little bit more TV time and that's okay. Um, yeah. When we came out of that, there wasn't much TV. Um, so it's, yeah, it's it's one of those things where you may not really have a balance and that's all right because one season will look like this, the next season yes. will then balance that one out. So, totally. yeah, that's what I would tell myself. I love that. <laughs> And mm. um, how have you been connecting to God in this last year and in this current season of motherhood, which, as we've heard, has involved COVID yes. and a newborn baby? Mm-hmm. Yes. And a toddler. And, and a, a toddler. toddler. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Put all three into the mix. Um, so it's it's been a bit challenging, if I can be honest. I actually had a few times where I felt really guilty um, about my own time with God. Um, because I felt like there was no time if I could mm-hmm. be honest. Um, yeah, we all know that feeling. Oh yeah. The mornings I wanted to sleep because I hadn't slept during the nights. Um, and then when it came to the end of the day, I would pull out my Bible and I would start to close my eyes because <laughs> I was <laughs> exhausted. Um, and so I think there was one night where, um, Eric came through the door. I think he was out and he came home quite late and I just started crying and I was like, mm. Eric, I'm such a horrible Christian. And mom. <laughs> um, I can't seem to find a time that works for me. And I almost felt like, am I coming up with excuses? Um, am I taking the easy road out? Am I just not wanting to do it? What, what's going on? And, um, he just let me cry. He didn't, he knows that Sometimes I don't need to hear anything. I just need to mm-hmm. cry it <laughs> um, But then that night I was up at, I think it was around 3.30 in the morning and I thought, oh, you know what, I'll just do something easy and I'll open up a devotional on the Bible app. And so while I was breastfeeding Marcellus, I was on my phone and I started reading something and I thought, wow, this is actually amazing. Um, and she was talking about how... In the Bible, if you look back, um, a lot of the men had an allocated time where they would go up to the mountain and spend time with God. And when you look back to the women, it was almost like, where's their mountain moments? Mm. Um, Why aren't they going up to the mountain and spending this Mm. beautiful allocated time with God? Mm. And she went through and you actually discovered that Jesus came to the women rather than them trying to find time to go to him. When he came to Mary and Martha's house and they were cooking and cleaning and sitting in the home and whatever it was, and when Mary went to go prepare the tomb, like the body at the tomb, he came and met her there. And it was just such a beautiful picture that during seasons when we are so busy, I really do believe that God is such a gentleman that he will come to us And that can look like when you're in the shower and you have 10 minutes, that's when I do a lot of my prayer time. And it's, it's, it's amazing the downloads that and the revelations that you have in those moments or when I'm breastfeeding, um, reminds me of a scripture I read a while ago, but then there's a new revelation attached to it. And Mm -hmm. I've now learned and put into practice, and this has worked for me where I'll start off like I'll have worship in the background, even though I'm not fully listening to it or spending time watching it or anything like that. But it's just positive stuff that's happening in the background. And I'm keeping my heart open and just, yeah, I guess praying in my head or even praying out loud when I'm doing the washing or whatever it looks like. Um, And then if I can just quickly open my Bible, take a look at a verse, whatever it is, no matter how small it is, um, it's just amazing that he meets you there and he meets mm-hmm. you in that mm-hmm. moment. And I've actually really enjoyed the way my relationship with God has actually grown during this time because of mm. that. Yeah, I've just taken the pressure off myself to try and find, you know, half an hour or an hour of my day where I can fully commit. Rather, it's maybe five minutes here, 10 minutes here, five minutes yeah. here. But it almost feels like I'm spending more time with him that way than the way that I used to. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, it, it changes with you and 
if you're intentional about it, even for a few moments a day, it's it really does a world of difference. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's such a beautiful reminder. And I think especially as mums, there's a lot of guilt that we like to take on board. Yeah. Like to is probably not the right word. No. <laughs> that we subconsciously yeah. just take on board. And yeah. um, when it comes to your spiritual life, it's very easy to feel that guilt. Yeah. When you just, you're up all night. You've yeah. got kids that need you all through that throughout the day, and God knows that yeah. He's not unaware of that. And yeah, I love well, that. He's made us for that. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, He's given us those children. He's mm. given us our lives, and He's not going to just be like, "So figure out how to fit everything <laughs> in," like someone who can go set aside an hour a day to go up on their mountain moment. Yeah, He's not going to just you know just leave us because mm-hmm. we can't do that. I no. love that so much. Yeah. So, what are you currently reading or listening to? at the moment that's encouraging you so I'm um I'm doing the bible in the year mm-hmm. up to the book of numbers um but it's it's funny no matter what I'm reading whatever I'm going through there's a lesson that comes out applied to that mm-hmm. <laughs> and right now it's I'm going on a journey of forgiveness um which is huge for me and it's not just forgiving of others, but forgiving myself. Mm -hmm. And that's been, yeah, it's been a few months just focusing on that topic because I can, I can get, um, I put a lot of expectation on myself and, um, fall short. And then Mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to, yeah, allow myself to make those mistakes, whether it is, I didn't spend enough time with my kid today or I got a little bit too angry and I should have responded that way. Um, Mm -hmm. But just little things like that, I feel like God's really doing a number on me um, on that because I didn't realise that I was holding on to unforgiveness towards myself. Mm. It wasn't something that, yeah, it was just, you just act out of it. So whether it's just disappointment or whatever it is, but yeah, it's it's been amazing that no matter what, Bible story I'm reading or a verse I'm reading, I'm starting to see and starting to look at what people face and the challenges they come through, what their attitude is afterwards towards themselves, Mm. how they speak towards themselves after that. And just thinking about like Moses who killed that Egyptian because of what he, like it was out of a heart of being protective, but I wonder how he walked away from that moment and did it stop him from entering God's presence and yeah, just all these little things. And it's just amazing. Mm. It's just been really good to really give myself that grace that God's given us and has it there. And like, am I not, you know, I just think is his grace not good enough if I don't take it? Like, is that what I'm saying? Yeah. That Mm. God, are you enough? Is your grace enough? Is your mercy enough? And it it is. And to think that I don't take a hold of that, what am I saying? Am I better? Am I are my ways better than his ways? Yeah. He loves us unconditionally mm. and it's it's there. And it's just, yeah, just a beautiful reminder. I think honestly, when when you're doing life with God, there is so much beauty in it and just so much love that's just shown through every situation and it really just it really gives you a lot of peace so that's my journey at the moment personally Mm -hmm. yeah and just really enjoying um any because I let YouTube play in the background with any worship songs so Mm -hmm. anytime I hear one line that really strikes me I tend to then put that song on replay and really let it work (laughs) (laughs) but yeah (laughs) I love it. Ben had a song on last week. It was by the upper room and I should be able to tell you what the lyrics were because it was on repeat all week and he was just singing it over and over again. And I'm like, I don't know this song. (laughs) And I'm like, but the words, yeah, it was happening. (laughs) Yeah. Our final question for you, Sandy, is uh, what is one of your favorite verses or scriptures? And I know it can be hard choosing one. Yeah. Oh, because they're different in every season. Yeah. Um, but this verse, I actually didn't realize it was a favorite. Um, I just kept going back to it. And then I thought, wow, this must be my favorite because it keeps coming up. <laughs> Something's happening. <laughs> um, but it's first Samuel 17, 45. Um, and it's when David's facing the Goliath and he says, you come Mm -hmm. at me with the sword and spear, 
and I come at you in the name of God of the angel armies. This is my approach to all things. When I mm. see this scripture, I just think, wow, like physically he was a small boy. Mm-hmm. Goliath was huge and he had the weapons and all that sort of stuff. David had nothing. Um, he was laughed at as well and everything around him suggested that he was not going to win this battle. And then to have him say, I come in the name of the father. So it's not in my own strength Mm -hmm. um, was just, I've realized I come back to that a lot with anything that I face, Um, whether it's difficulty with, you know, a sibling or any issue really, um, or with my kids or any giant that I face in my life. If I have an attitude where, I'm not going to do this in my own strength. I'm not coming at you with my own wisdom because I don't know much. Mm-hmm. But to come with God, it just it really changes everything. Um, mm. It changes your perspective, your attitude, and yeah, I've I've really applied it to almost every single challenge that comes up. Yeah, yeah. So I would say that's definitely my favorite. In this season. I love that. Yeah. What a good way to end. Yeah. Mm. Applicable to everything. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Totally. And I love that you didn't realize it was one of your favorites. <laughs> like, why do I keep thinking about this? So good. I could say my ultimate favorite is Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, there was God. Because without mm-hmm. him, there is there is nothing. <laughs> nothing. Mm. Yeah. I'm seeing the joy on your face as you say that. It's really <laughs> This has been beautiful, Sandy. Thank you so much for sharing with us and being so vulnerable. And yeah, I just think it's going to be a massive encouragement to so many mums and parents and even people just working with children in any capacity. Um, So thank you so much. No, thank you. Honestly, I just, I, I don't know much. I don't, I'm a, I'm broken. I'm, you know, I have all my issues there, but I just love that we're not in this alone. And if I can, yeah, point people back to God, yeah um it's that's where all the healing happens and everything really um Mm. your joy comes from your peace comes from and I know that because I lived most of my Christian life knowing of God but not really knowing him and always falling Mm. short and feeling empty and just confused because I'm like I'm in church I'm serving I'm being nice to people I'm doing everything I can but it's those intimate moments you have in your private time with him to really get to know him that, yeah, really yeah. changed everything. I love it. But, yeah, thank you so much. It's It's been a pleasure. <laughs> thank you. And all the best with the royal hood as well. Yes, yeah, thank definitely. you. Look forward to watching and hearing more about it. Absolutely. Awesome. And until next time, this is our village. Thank you for joining us today on This Is Our Village. If you enjoyed this podcast, please remember to like, subscribe, and review. And please share it with as many moms as you think might benefit from this community. This is our village, but we'd love it to be your village too.